0: Oh my God, what is going on with this market right now? you got high inflation, supply chain issues, new lockdowns, new variants, spending bills, all kinds of things in the market that are really throwing everything off. And if this is keeping you up at night of saying like, what's this going to do for real estate? Is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? Is it going to go sideways? Well, if those are questions that keep you up late at night, you've come to the right place. In this video, we're going to go over everything for the Texas real estate market, as far as the major metros go and see where things have been and where things might be going. So you can make a better prediction moving into to 2022. So without further ado, let's get to it.
1: So the question is always the same. How do I get into real estate investing if I have no money? How do I find deals? How do I negotiate deals? How do I find contractors and manage rehabs? How do I get the money to even buy these houses to hold these houses? How does a rental work? How do you manage a rental? How do you manage tenants? How do you borrow money? How do you borrow money with n- almost no interest? How are all these things done and how are they done the right way? Well, I am John Barbera and this is an Investor's Journey where we share with you how to invest in real estate the right way and how to get into it with no money, how to do this with real tactics that are working today in the market that we're in right now with things that we are personally doing. So welcome to the show.
0: I'm John Barr with An Investor's Journey, bringing you the best tips, tricks, and strategies to help you succeed in real estate the right way. In this channel, we go over everything that we're doing in our business and let you know what's succeeding and some of the stuff that isn't. So if that's the information you're looking for, make sure you like and subscribe to our channel. And another announcement, we are bringing back our Coffee with the Johns January 4th at 8 a.m., where we will be covering the news and things that we believe will affect your business moving into 2022. So if that's something you are interested in, we need you to text us CWTJ to 210-794-9898. So without further ado, let's get into the market update. So, first up, we got the darling child of the Texas real estate market, Austin, Texas. Been booming for quite some time and it's still moving right along. So, building permits issued for the month of November, you have 1,480. Uh, single family residential permits, which is a 26.9% decrease year over year. So you got some single family units kind of slowing down a little bit, two to four units, uh, you got 53, which is up 341% year over year. I don't really watch those very much because it's just not a big number. Not very many people build duplexes, triplexes and quadplexes anymore five plus units, you do have 1,842, and that's a twenty almost a 20% increase year-over-year. And that's something that you will see across every major metro here in Texas, that the multifamily units for commercial apartment complexes is, is up year-over-year significantly. So average sales price is up to 585,473, and that is a 26.73% increase year-over-year. Median sales price, 475, that's a 30% increase year-over-year. Total sales, 3,200, 215, which is just shy of a 5% de- decrease, is just shy of a 5% decrease. Sorry about that, year over year. So total sales are slowing down a little bit, but I think that's due to the lack of inventory that Austin currently has. Employment is at 1.274 million, and that is a 6% increase year over year, which is fantastic, and that is something we want to continue to see increasing year over year, so we can get back to pre-pandemic levels. Unemployment is sitting almost near where it was pre-pandemic to 3.38, which is significantly low, uh, especially for Austin and here in Texas. I think it's the lowest one of the major metros, and that is a 0.13% decrease from the previous month. So fantastic jobs report that you're kind of seeing coming out of Austin, Texas. But with the months of inventory sitting at 0.97, it really shows that there's still a massive, massive housing shortage of how many houses we need to supply for the demand for current housing. So I do expect prices to continue to increase until that month's inventory starts to normalize and start slowing down the price appreciation. So just a comparison, December of 2020, 20. So it was just a year ago was 2.69. So that shows how many houses were consumed off the open market there in Austin this last year and how the lack of ones that are coming on the market for new construction or people just fact in selling and moving around. So it shows that Austin is needs housing and it is in a booming market for housing and as far as job growth goes. So the median sales price over time, and you can really kind of see how this got distorted with the the pandemic and how real estate prices have really gone through the roof. But what you are seeing in kind of a traditional market once things do normalize and they eventually will normalize is the selling seasons of real estate. So you kind of really see that it kind of goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter in kind of an upward projection. So i really track this stuff to see what median sales prices do over time. So I can see what is currently going on. You can really see January, 2021 and kind of the summer of last year when prices really just went kind of parabolic and took off and really shot up and kind of peaked, come down back up again. So we still are in a very turbulent market when it comes to real estate prices. Year over year appreciation, uh, you can kind of see what Austin has done since June of 2011 and what the numbers were currently are. tracked and the reason I track this stuff is because I want to see what the long term trend is and where prices might be going. So you can kind of see coming out of the lending crisis of 2008, prices really shot up to 12 to 15 percent for quite some time, and they slowly started to come back down to normalize around that three to five percent where things normally historically have and. And even in 2019, it really kind of stopped appreciating and then kind of bounced around. Then with the pandemic, you can see it right here is when prices really fell for the first time year over year for almost a decade. And then they just really took off. I don't know how long Austin can sustain this kind of growth because, I mean, you got one, two, three, four months of appreciation being over 35%. And that can't continue because eventually you will have prices that... Just can't rise anymore because people just, in fact, can't afford housing. So, but tech being or awesome being a tech market, tech does pay pretty well and it does make a lot of money. So, there is a chance that people could continue to come with higher incomes and pushing prices higher. So, as long as you have those jobs coming here that can afford these housing prices and without any new supply, it's going to keep pushing prices higher. So now what we're looking at here is the price ranges and the months of inventory that coincides with them. So previously the kind of pandemic, these numbers were in the two, three, fours, um, all the way up in here. And you can kind of traditionally see as the prices go up months, inventory starts to increase. And it kind of holds true that you can see down you're below one, all the way up into half a million, and then kind of really up at one or higher all the way through. But the reason we use this stuff is we want to see where the most in-demand housing is. And right now here in Austin, it's that sub really $400,000 market where there's the least amount of inventory. So when we buy something in that price range and we are able to hold it as a rental property, these low months of inventory are going to continue to push prices higher a little bit faster than something in the million dollar price range where there's a lot more inventory. And once things normalize, it will eventually see those kind of prices start to regress and come back to their normal levels. But for the meantime, this is what we have to work with. So we kind of watch this stuff and use it as a prediction of where we are really targeting, trying to buy because in those price ranges, you can get a lot more, um, appreciation at a quicker pace potentially when you're doing renovations. So when you buy it and hold it for three, four, five, six months doing a renovation, there's a chance that the prices might be five, ten, fifteen thousand dollar higher than, than they were when you bought it and initially purchased that property. So next up we have Dallas Fort Worth. So the building permits issued were 3,523, and that's a 3.7 percent decrease year over year. Two to four units is at 58; that's a 24.7 percent decrease year over year. Like I said, with Austin, not that big a number that I really look at. It can swing so wildly just because like there's just not that many houses being built. No big builders really build duplexes, triplexes, and quadplexes anymore. Usually, you're an individual builder that are working on those type of projects. About just like Austin, the five plus units, the commercial apartments you are at 2,224, which is a 35.9% increase year over year. So with the lack of housing and how long it takes to build houses, uh, developers are seeing that's like, hey, we're going to build apartment complex because there's a huge demand for housing. That's going to be the quickest way that we can add housing to the stock, not houses that people can buy, but at least places that people can live. The average sales price is at 423,000. That is a 14.79% increase year over year. Median sales price at 335, which is a 15.9% increase year over year. Total sales, just over 9,000, which is a little bit of a decrease year over year. But when you look at the inventory levels and what they were, it's no surprise that some of that has really dropped off just because there's a lack of housing. Employment, just shy of 4 million. And has a 3.59% increase year over year. So fantastic numbers there. Unemployment. which is a 0.19% decrease from the previous month. So just like you saw in Austin, it's a fantastic thing to see these employment numbers continuing to fall to pre pandemic levels. And it also gives us an indication when it comes to the fed of what they might be doing. Cause they said, once the employment has dropped back down to where it needs to be, they'll start lowering, lowering the amount of bonds they're purchasing and raising interest rates to kind of slow the economy down so it doesn't overheat too much and inflation get out of control. Months of inventory at 0.97. There's a 0.05% month decrease from the previous month. And for comparison, December 2020 was at 1.16. So still pretty low from where it was last year and pretty not too far off. And it just shows how lack of inventory that Dallas has. And I can expect this to continue to push prices higher at a moderate pace. So here is the median sales prices plotted over time. You can really see what, uh, the say the selling cycles look like for Dallas it kind of goes up in the summer down the winter up in the summer down the winter and you get this nice little blip usually down here and this is your december sales when everybody's trying to put offers on your houses in november so they can get into new houses before the new year and you can see where whether where the pandemic really started and prices kind of dropped down and then they took off and they're kind of holding steady at that 335 and not starting to trend down like they had in the past moving into the cooler months so i I do expect this to continue to rise higher in the coming months. Year-over-year appreciation for Dallas, you can see same thing. It shot up coming out of the recession and stayed pretty high. And then it started trending down into 2019 when they started rising interest rates. And then once the pandemic started and they dropped those rates, inflation really took off. So I'm going to continue to track this over time frame so you can kind of see where it is kind of trending. So you can kind of see it's gone up. It's down, so I really can't tell if it's going gonna be faster or slower based off this because it we just haven't had enough data and enough time to really analyze like hey which direction is it going? I do expect it to kind of slow down for the fact that it just can't keep appreciating at 15, 20, 30 percent year over year before people literally just can't afford houses. So by price ranges, again, with the reason we track this stuff is we want to know where the most in demand housing is because that's where we target our marketing for our renovations and our rentals for the type of business that we run. But I do put it all in here so everybody can kind of see because I know all investors are come in different shapes and sizes and strategies of what they're looking for. So. Here for Dallas, you're looking at the sub 450, really under 400 price range, where the most in-demand housing is. So for us, if we were working in Dallas, that's where we would be targeting our marketing, trying to find those houses and supply those properties to that price range because of the fact that is where most people are trying to buy and the least amount of inventory is. But really at this point anywhere, because we're at so, such historical lows, anywhere you buy and do your innovations, you're going to have massive demand for housing as long as it looks right and it's priced right. So next up we have Houston. So building permits for Houston, we had single family at 3,887 and that's a 5% increase year over year. So good news to see that they're picking up pace and putting more inventory into the market, two to 40 units sitting at 40, which is a 35% decrease year over year. It's a number I put in there because it is a stat that we can get, but, you really don't see the big swings really don't matter too much just to me because of the numbers are so low. One thing that is interesting about Houston is they've really pulled back on their apartment complexes down to 547 when the other major metros are adding a lot of inventory to when it comes to, um, apartment complexes and giving, more housing supply to the market. So I'm not sure what's going on in Houston on why that the apartment complexes have slowed down so much year over year when you compare it to the other markets of Texas. Average sales price, just shy of 375,000, which is a 13% increase year over year. Meeting sales sitting at 312, which is a 15.3% increase year-over-year. Total sales just over 9,000, and that is a 4.4% decrease year-over-year. Again, I'm not worried about small sales rises and drops like that. Now, if I saw huge sales volumes dropping at 10%, 15%, then I might start wondering, like, what is really going on? But we just don't have any housing, so it's no surprise to see less sales taking place just for the fact you have high prices and you have low inventory to choose from employment sitting at 3.269 million and that is a 3.79% increase year over year. So that's a good number. We want to continue to see that. rising, and they added about 23,000 jobs from the previous month. Unemployment is sitting at a 535, which is the lowest or the still the highest unemployment when it comes to the major metros of Texas. So that might be one reason why you're kind of seeing some of the apartment complexes not coming online is you don't have as many people moving there and as many jobs going there, but that is still a 0.22% decrease in the previous month. So it is still trending in the right direction and the things you want to see. Month's inventory sitting at 1.67, and that's pretty much what it was a previous month. And as a comparison, you can see December of 2020 was 3.65. So they have consumed a lot of inventory in Houston. Now keep in mind when it comes to months of inventory and what that number really means, because it's throughout this in market update and it's on all my market updates. And so the reason we use that is that's how we gauge. Are we in a buyer or seller market? And what do we think prices are going to do based on those months inventory? So going back to. Economics 101. you have your supply and demand where everything really meets and you have an equilibrium. Anytime that gets out of whack, the market's going to do one thing where prices increase, prices decrease to try to find that equilibrium. So when it comes to months of inventory, your equilibrium for housing prices sits somewhere between five and six months of inventory. Historically where, where people say that balance is we haven't been there in Texas since I've been doing these market updates for three, four years now, but Anytime that market drops below six and the lower it gets, the stronger of demand for housing there is in the market. So therefore we call it a seller's market where the seller has way more negotiating power to price their prices higher, their houses higher to not do concessions, not do as many repairs. And that drives the over time continues to drive the prices up. So that's why we use that as a parameter of like, Hey, where do we want to invest? Where do we think housing is going to go in the next three to six months based on those inventory inventory levels so keep that in mind the lower that number it's the hot lower the lower the number gets sorry the hotter that market or price range or whatever it really is meets so just want to keep that in mind
1: hey podcast thank you for listening i hope you're enjoying the show and if you want to get very exclusive insider tips and strategies that nobody else is getting then you need to join our text community by texting podcast to 210-794-9898. That's 210-794-9898. Text the word podcast, and you will start receiving insider information, things that are happening that we're realizing that we're implementing in real time that other people have no access to. So make sure you text us now. Now back to this show.
0: So for median sales prices here in Houston, you can kind of see it's a little bit more volatile than you had seen in Austin and Dallas, and I'm pretty sure San Antonio as well, is you still see the selling seasons of the summertime, wintertime, summertime, wintertime, but prices tend to really swing a lot more in Houston as compared to the previous market. So one of the reasons I want to trek check this stuff as you can kind of see, especially in Houston of, if you were to plot a line that kind of averages, you can see it speeds up faster, kind of leveled out in 16, 17, 18, 19, then obviously took off in 2020. So when the market does normalize, those are the things that we're wanting to see is like how fast things are appreciating between like you see here is rapidly appreciating coming out of the lending crisis. And it kind of started to plateau once that initial boom. So I expect that to kind of be the same thing to happen given unless we have something crazy happen in the market again, which is highly plausible. But I do expect to see this big boom like we saw coming out the last one and everything start to kind of slowly plateau at a continual gradual rise to the right because we cannot have appreciation continuing to move like it is at 20, 30% year over year before people just can't afford housing. So this graph kind of shows an inverse to it to where the appreciation levels were. So coming out of last recession, you can see or 2008 uh, recession price Appreciation was high, so you can see when those that curve really kind of took off to the up and to the right further, and then 15, 16, 17, you can see appreciation was really starting to slow down and normalize around the anywhere from three to five percent, which is where it historically should be you can see Houston's actually hit the bottom and kind of gone backwards year over year a few times, given then you have the, the, the pandemic really kind of took housing prices to the moon. But this is why I track this stuff is I want to see over time, what is a year over year appreciation? What is the trend really looking like to where we can kind of gauge, well, how aggressively do we want to buy? How much do we want to price in appreciation to our initial bids on properties? So, now for the inventory of Houston. So, now Houston, you're starting to see a little bit kind of a normal – I mean, you still got a ways to go, but it's not as hot as Dallas and Austin where you just see everything basically one and under. So, this is what a normal one starts to look like between the deviation between you see stuff down in the one – Point two up into the fours of, as far as those months of inventory go. And remember the lower that number is, the hotter it is, the more demand there is for that housing and the more chances that prices can continue to increase. So for us, we, where we would target and why we use this information is we'd be trying to buy properties under 300,000. And we try to supply housing to that price point for the fact there is, that is the most in demand price point, uh, in Houston currently. So, well, rentals, especially, we'd be trying to buy at that 150 price range because there's no inventory there. And that shows that there's a good chance that prices can continue to increase at a faster rate than something in the 1 million plus mark. So, food for thought, and just kind of keep that in mind as we go. So, now on to my home market of San Antonio. So it is going to look a little bit different than the other three metros just because I can collect a lot more information on San Antonio because I live here and I do a San Antonio market update every month um, throughout the year. And then I only do these Texas market updates quarterly. So building permits for San Antonio is sitting at 872 for single family, which is a 4% decrease year over year. Two to four units is only at 14, which is a 30% decrease year over year. Again, I really don't pay attention to the two to four units just because there's not that many as far as a percentage basis. Now if that continued to rise more and more and more and more, uh, over time, I'd start to wonder who's building it and why the five to plus units, uh, you have 632, which is an 83% increase year over year. So we are trying to add a lot more apartments to San Antonio. Average sales price just shy of three hundred sixty thousand, which is a sixteen point six six percent increase year over year. Median sales price dropped a little bit down to two ninety seven, but that's still a sixteen and a half percent increase year over year. So here we have the median sales prices for San Antonio plotted over time. So you can kind of really see in San Antonio, we've had a very gradual, just steady increase over time. Obviously the pandemic, besides the pandemic, what prices are really done. But what we really use this for is we like to see the sales cycles and what they're currently doing to where you can kind of really see here's your summertime sales boom. And this is the kind of lusters down in the wintertime. So what we really see with this blip is your December months. So these are closings in December. So these are November contracts. So this is where everybody's trying to rush to get into the house right before the end of the season. So one thing we love to do is we love to list our houses the day after or the day of Thanksgiving and really create that buzz to people to get in, get contracts in and get these houses closed out before the end of the year. Year-over-year appreciation, I'd love to track this stuff because I want to see over time which way is appreciation going. So you can see San Antonio isn't as volatile as the other markets where it goes up, down, up, down, all over the place. Where San Antonio coming out of the recession of 2008 kind of hit 10% and stayed there for a period of time and then just slowly started trending down over time until obviously the pandemic took it to a parabolic level and we've been sitting above 10% for, man, almost a year and a half now. Total sales is sitting at 3,027 and that is a 4% decrease year over year average rental price is at 1670 and that is a 7.5% increase year over year. So that is something that, as a landlord, it is good to see that we're having rents continue to keep pace with these high prices. Because with these high prices come extremely high taxes and extremely high insurance because of the way Texas is structured. Uh, as a state level, we drive a lot of our tax revenue from our property here in Texas. So to have a 7.5% increase in the rental prices is fantastic. Now, it is very tough to be a renter at this point, because there is no inventory for houses and there's no inventory for rentals either. So that pushes up prices and the availability of housing, but it is good to see from a renter standpoint, to see a rent landlord standpoint, to see prices increasing so we can maintain our properties and don't have to sell. The rents I do have for San Antonio and it follows kind of the same trend where it kind of goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter. And what we really like to use this stuff for is we love making all of our leases, no matter when we pick them up or when we get them rented, they all end right around that March, April, May timeframe. So if we have a tenant that moves out, we have time to renovate it and get it back on the market for that next hot season uh, for getting that price increases. But I really want to track this stuff because I want to see how fast rents are rising on a comparative basis cuz you can kind of really see that if you drew a straight line these 4 years it kind of took off but then around like 1819 and into 20 prices did not increase that much so especially going into 20 when prices really started flying up it's like man we got to be able to increase rents to be able to hold these properties otherwise we're not going to have any cash flow from these properties but thankfully the rents haven't been able to increase and the market has been able to sustain those Employment sitting at 1.189, and that is a four percent increase year over year. So that is great news that we added nine thousand four hundred and thirty-three jobs, and we want to continue to see employment increasing to where we can get above that pre-pandemic levels. Unemployment is dropped 1.17 from the previous month down to 4.3%. So that is fantastic to see unemployment continuing to fall. And we need that number to continue to fall to where we can get back to the into the threes where you're considered quote unquote full employment. Uh, as deemed by the Federal Reserve and the U.S. government. Here's the unemployment tracked over time for our metro over the last 20 years. So you can really see kind of the dot-com recession, and you can see the uh, 2008 recession of how unemployment really took off, kind of stayed up there and trended down. Now here's how ours is different is it we started at a very low level down on low, low threes and shot way up to 13% when everyone got laid off in the uh, the beginning of the pandemic. And with the government stimulus,es we've really see that number kind of really climb and fall down at a very fast rate. So we want to continue to see that number continuing to fall over time. Now we're obviously going to have some gyrations where it kind of goes up, down, up, down, up, down, but we want to see the long-term trend like it has been in a downward rate. And continue to move back to your "quote unquote" full employment levels that we had during um, the last once the last recession really ended. Months of inventory for San Antonio is sitting at a 1.93, and that is a 0.03 percent decrease from the previous month. And as a comparison, December of 2020 was at a 2.18. So we have seen inventory in San Antonio over the last several months start to trend back up. So I would expect to see. Price increases moving into this next year really start to slow down and move back into those normal levels. Uh, I don't know about normal. Um, if we're going to get back to 3 to 5%, I expect to really kind of see that continue to stay at the kind of above 5 7 maybe 10%. But it can't continue at the 16 17 12- sometimes 20% year over year because eventually people are just priced out and they just can't afford, especially if the fed starts raising rates, like they've said, they are going to do, uh, in 2022. So for San Antonio, I price, I checked, I track the months of inventory by two ways, first by price range, and then by uh zip code for the highest and lowest, just because this is my main market. I want to know where this data is. And it takes a long time to really pull this stuff. So for, us on the price ranges where we want to stay and where we try to invest the most, especially when it comes to number of properties, is this 200 dollars to $350,000 price range. Because you can see that is the three price ranges that you have, or that's the price range where you have the lowest months inventory, and you also have the highest sales. So that is two things that we look at is you have high sales volume and very low inventory. So that means you have a lot of houses turning over and changing hands in those price ranges. And when you have low inventory like that and high High demand that is going to continue to push prices up. So now, while our market might appreciate at a as a whole on a median sales price point, you might have within that segments that appreciate even faster. Which is why for us, we love buying rental properties in the sub two hundred thousand market and do our renovations in the sub three fifty market because when we pick something up and we put it on the market and it takes two, three, four months, there's a good chance that the price, the house is now worth more than it was when we picked up the property. So now I do it by the inventory levels as far as zip codes go. So if you're wanting this full list for any of these, uh, markets, I need you to text market to two and oh seven, nine, four, nine, eight, nine, eight. And we'll get you a copy of the full market report. So you can see all of the zip codes and the, the full, uh, presentation in a PDF format. So where the houses are in the most demand for San Antonio is 78259 25148 and we use this for the same exact reason as where where we target our marketing and we want to know what a zip code is really doing and if we get a lead from an area how in demand that really is so i also show in here as a comparison since i have this information from 3 years ago you can see what that low months of inventory over time really does to where you can see back let's take uh 78251 we have this out by SeaWorld and we have a rental Property out there, and we've seen this firsthand. The price really fly up since we bought this two years ago. So, three years ago, the price was 205,000 just to call it 206,000. Well, within three years, the price has gone from two hundred six to 264,000. That's without you guys doing anything to the property per se, that's just the house itself appreciating. So, if you had bought a house in 2008 for full list market and turned it into a rental property, held it for three years and sold it you're looking at a pretty good windfall just from an appreciation standpoint. So that's why I want to give this as picture of like what these low months inventory does to areas over time. And like I said, in the beginning of this, like we've been at such a low inventory level for such a long period of time that it's something we've seen price appreciation in San Antonio and in Texas uh, for years. And I don't see it just reverting back to the normal levels overnight. It's something that will trend over time will continue to increase and continue to uh, maybe push prices a price appreciation down a little bit so we don't have these 10, 15, 20% year over year appreciations, which I'm I love it because I'm a buy and hold investor. I own property. It's great to have those things. But from an economic standpoint, I know that's not good to have prices increasing at that faster rate for that long. Otherwise you get politicians, you get people, civil unrest, politicians get involved, pass new laws. And that's nothing that we want. We don't want federal regulations coming in on housing prices. We want the free market to determine what houses are worth and what they, who can be able to afford them. Now, the caveat to the highest months of inv- or Lowest month's of inventory is the highest month's of inventory. So you're starting to lot, see a lot of these zip codes start to normalize because a year ago, these were all down into the one or the two threes as well. So remember that six months of inventory is your kind of balanced market. So this is not say these are bad zip codes. They're just zip codes that you need to be more cautious about when you are investing in them and trying to do renovations. So a lot of these zip codes are in the downtown area, very expensive areas or, um, very old housing stock, so they need heavy, heavy renovations to them. But you can see that even with these higher months of inventory, you still do get some price appreciation in those zip codes. So it's not to say they're bad zip codes. It's just to make people aware that you do have a lot more competition in those zip codes and those certain price ranges. So you need to take that into account when you're doing your renovations of where you put your capital. So those first impressions do mean, so getting high quality pictures, potentially staging, getting... Uh, more money into the kitchens and bathrooms where you have a higher ROI on the dollar and how far that goes. So just keep that in mind when you are looking to pick up a property is your competition and inventory level for not only that zip code, but that neighborhood and price range at the same time. So with that, that really concludes this month's or this quarter's Texas market update. Again, if you guys are wanting the fullest of the presentation and all the months of inventory in between those zip codes for like San Antonio, especially text market to 210-794-9898. And remember coffee with the John starts January 4th at 8 a.m. Hope to see you there. We'll see you guys next month. Bye-bye.